Okay, good afternoon, everyone. And thank you for joining us today. Uh, I'm Dr. Hassam Adin Shuaib, the Vice President of the African Public Health Network. Uh, the African Public Health Network presents Faces of Africa, our capstone event dedicated to current topics in public health. This year, we decided to present a series of presentations dedicated to public health in humanitarian crisis. Today, we have one of our main sessions, which is the humanitarian crisis and public health challenges in Sudan. We are honored to have Dr. Khidr Dalouk and Dr. Amira Tom. Dr. Dalouk is the director of the advocacy office of the Sudanese American Physicians Association. He's an assistant professor in the Division of Cardiovascular Medicine at Oregon Health and Science University School of Medicine. Dr. Etom is an Assistant Secretary of the Sudanese American Physicians Association. He's an endodontist and part-time faculty at the University of Pennsylvania School of Dental Medicine. I'll be moderating today's session and we are going to have a presentation by our speakers followed by a Q&A session. So now uh, I will leave the floor for Dr. Daluk. So Dr. Daluk, please. Uh, thank you, Hossam. Um, it gives me pleasure to be here today with you guys all. And thanks, Hossam and the organizers for uh, inviting us to speak uh, on behalf of SAPA today and to highlight some of the humanitarian crises, um, you know, that are happening in Sudan and their public health uh, uh, implications. Uh, just to introduce, uh, SAPA uh, stands for Sudanese American Physician Association. Uh, it's a scientific, professional, nonpartisan uh, organization, uh, membership-based, and um, um, members are mainly of, uh, of Sudanese descent uh, who live uh, and work primarily in the United States. And uh, our organization is uh, incorporated under the laws of uh, the state of Texas. Um, the outline of my talk is going to be about uh, SAPA and its uh, humanitarian efforts, uh, the way forward, and, and then uh, some recommendations. Um, I'm going to divide uh, the humanitarian crisis in, in, in Sudan into, you know, uh, four uh, categories. Uh, number one is the ecological causes, um, you know, mainly caused by the Nile uh, flooding. Um, number two uh, the, uh, is the COVID pandemic and its implications. Uh, and then uh, three and four are sort of man-made. Uh, these are atrocities and human rights violations uh, of the current military regime and the prior uh, who committed uh, you know, genocide in their four Nuba mountains and the Nile state. Um, starting with the you know, uh, Nile floods, uh, back in September of 2020, we have, we had, um, um, you know, uh, an unprecedented uh, type of uh, floods uh, that affected the northern states of, of, uh, of Sudan. Uh, 1.4 million people were affected, you know, by the floods at that time. And uh, this created a huge burden, uh, you know, not on just the local, um, you know, Ministry of Health in the Northern State, but as well uh, on the Federal Ministry of State. Um, you know, SAPA collaborated together with uh, Med Global, uh, Sadaqat Organization, and uh, the federal and the local ministry of, of, of health uh, to provide, um, you know, equipment uh, to help in the diagnosis of uh, the outbreak of hemorrhagic fevers uh, that occurred at the time, as well as all other, you know, um, communicable, you know, diseases like, you know, fluoride uh, cases of malaria and diarrheal illnesses. So there was 
um, you know, a public health crisis, if you will, at the time, um, we were able as well to uh, help um, uh, combat, um, you know, vector transmission uh, for hemorrhagic fevers and for malaria. Uh, we were able to, uh, together with Sadaqat, uh, to um, uh, use that to, you know, um, help uh, contain uh, the vector transmission, and that helped remarkably uh, reduce the cases of uh, malaria and hemorrhagic fevers at the time. Uh, we also provided uh, the northern states with um, uh, seven uh, CBC analyzers and seven um, uh, metabolic uh, basic basic metabolic panel, you know, um, analyzers and um, refrigerators, uh, together with the uh, biomedical engineers to help. Um, you know, operate the machines and maintain them during uh, during that time. Uh, moving on to the you know uh, COVID uh, pandemic, um, of course, uh, its implications has been much uh, you know graver on uh, countries with um, a fragile uh, health infrastructure to begin with. You know, uh, of course, even uh, countries with big and huge. Uh, budgets like the United States and European countries were, you know, massively affected by COVID, uh, leave alone countries like Sudan, in which the infrastructure was, uh, was fragile to begin with. Um, SAPA was uh, the first organization um, uh, to donate, uh, you know, PPE, uh, all, you know, in, 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 in the main hospitals uh, that um, uh, were used as isolation uh, units, you know, in Khartoum and around uh, Sudan. Uh, so, um, you know, we, you know, the, the funding for this was almost about seventy-five thousand dollars that we were able to, you know, you know, buy and and, and ship these equipments and distribute them uh, together with the help of the Ministry of of Health and our partners, uh, you know, Med Global, who who funded, you know, these uh, uh, initiatives. Um, we were also able to uh, provide um, uh, an expansion of the oxygen capacity of different uh, uh, hospitals uh, in Khartoum and in uh, uh, Darfur, mainly with uh, oxygen uh, cylinders. Uh, the gravity of the situation was to the extent that people were actually, um, you know, traveling from one hospital to another you know, to find, um, you know, hospitals that can accommodate them and have uh, the capacity to accept, you know, them to deliver oxygen and, and uh, you know, maintain them. So uh, this, this was a huge, um, you know, addition to, to, to the capacity of the hospitals around the country. And together with um, another initiative in which we um, uh, funded uh, an oxygen generator in the Yala Hospital, uh, the cylinders together with, with this uh, initiative increased uh, the oxygen capacity of Sudan by 25%. So this was a huge um, you know, initiative and uh, supported uh, the hospitals uh, throughout the COVID pandemic. Um, we had a generous donation from uh, Mount Sinai Hospital uh, with uh, 100 BiPAP machines that uh, cost uh, 144,000 US dollars. These were donated to us by Mount Sinai Hospitals and were distributed around the different uh, hospitals in, in, in Khartoum and, and, and other hospitals out, outside Khartoum as well. Um, another initiative that we had uh, that helped the 
infrastructure in, in some of the hospitals in Khartoum is uh, the triage tents uh, that were used uh, to as a buffer area, you know, to triage uh, COVID patients uh, into their isolation units. Um, a big part of the public health uh, chapter was um, the work they did in uh, uh, the provision of brochures, live presentations, interviews, and videos uh, to the you know Sudanese public uh, in collaboration with Sudanese uh, national TV and some radio stations like uh, Radio Hala, and this contributed in the you know public health education about COVID, uh, use of masks, um, distancing, and and all kind of um, you know health education messages at the time. Uh, which were still ongoing, you know, with the waves, successive waves that came through. Uh, with the first wave of COVID uh, to help uh, with the quarantine and, and isol and, you know, uh, distance, uh, social distancing, uh, SAPA was able to support almost about 4,000, um, you know, poor families with, uh, you know, food, uh, food items and food products. Um, we were able as well to, um, share our knowledge from the different experts that we have in SAPA, you know, uh, our ID, infectious disease team, our uh, pulmonologist and intensive care unit, uh, docs, kidney docs, uh, the pediatric chapter, public health, of course, uh, as well as the, you know, renal and different attendings, you know, including the psych uh, chapter. Uh, we did uh, a lot of different uh, live uh, stream um, sessions uh, to the different hospitals um, and, you know, uh, work together with the Ministry of Health uh, in Khartoum and in Al Jazeera State to provide telemedicine uh, support uh, and advice, you know, for critical patients in isolation units. Uh, moving uh, to a different gear uh, out from the COVID, um, SAPA had, um, you know, uh, an initiative to rehabilitate different hospitals in, in Khartoum. Uh, the major, you know, uh, maternity hospital, uh, public maternity hospital is located in Omdurman, uh, one of the uh, um, uh, big hospitals in the tri-city of, Car of Khartoum. Khartoum includes Khartoum, Khartoum North and Omdurman. And uh, we were able to um, uh, rehabilitate three uh, emergency theaters uh, and to provide, uh, you know, uh, three um uh, three um, uh, ventilators together with uh, other equipments uh, to support the maternity hospitals and improve um, maternity outcomes and birth outcomes. Uh, we are um, uh, still ongoing on rehabilitating the main children hospital in Khartoum, Jafar ibn Auf uh, Hospital. Uh, the project is still ongoing. The first phase is complete uh, with about 120,000 US dollars. The whole uh, cost of the project is almost going to be close to 3,000 US dollars. Uh, another uh, hospital that we, you know, worked, you know, to rehabilitate is in Darfur, in Al Jinaina, uh, where we uh, provided 200 medical beds and, and matrices. Uh, and of course, I mentioned uh, just not too long ago, uh, our um, initiative to support um, Niala Hospital was the only oxygen generator actually in the country um, at Niala Hospital. And, uh, you know, this was a huge help uh, to the whole uh, province of, of Darfur uh, during the COVID outbreak and, and, and still at this time. 
Um, moving forward, uh, talking about the Sudanese revolution. Uh, some of you might uh, have been following, uh, you know, the Sudanese revolution. It uh, embarked in December of 2018, and it's still ongoing, um, in which the dictator al-Bashir, uh, who ruled Sudan for 30 years, was toppled in uh, April of 2019. Uh, the forces for uh, freedom were able to sign uh, a declaration or a, an agreement with the uh, mili uh, security and military heads who uh, ruled together with al-Bashir. Uh, those um, you know, heads of uh, security, if you will, they camouflaged uh, their alliance to the revolution. And um, the declaration um, uh, pointed out that 18 months were supposed to be taken over by uh, the civilian part of the government and 21 by the military. The military started by, you know, um, uh, heading the sovereign council for the first 20, uh, first month, and uh, just before the time when the, um, you know, the transition was supposed to go to the civilian arm of the of the transitional government, uh, the military uh, conducted the military coup on the 25th of October, and they uh, imprisoned uh, a lot of the, you know. Uh, the cabinet members who were working with, uh, you know, uh, Prime Minister Hamdok at the time uh, was um, uh, imprisoned for some time before he was later released. And, uh, you know, still up to this date, uh, the Sudanese people are ongoing with their fight for freedom and, and uh, democracy. Um, this revolution was uh, spearheaded by, you know, Sudanese women, which are, we are very proud of. Uh, this is a picture uh, that won uh, in the world, uh, uh, in the world uh, press photo, uh, one of our uh, very brave uh, Sudanese uh, uh, young ladies who was uh, returning a canister of, of tear gas back to the security forces, uh, who were tear gassing the peaceful uh, demonstrations, uh, you know, throughout uh, the, the the revolution. Um, Ladies have been exposed and targets of abuse, both physical and sexual uh, intimidation and, and, and even beating. You can see this photo, this is not fake news. Uh, this is real. Uh, it's very disheartening to see that uh, they are targeting them to, you know, uh, to try to, you know, uh, stop those peaceful uh, demonstrators and especially, you know, females from pursuing their uh, hopes for democracy and, and freedom in Sudan. Uh, this is uh, a video. Um, that demonstrate this. It's a painful video to watch, but you can see that uh, those guys are just brutal. And uh, we've been working with uh, human rights uh, organizations uh, to document those, um, you know, atrocities and human rights violations, uh, you know, uh, throughout the revolution. Uh, we are uh, working together with partners, um, uh, Dr. Rohina Har, uh, who's from um, uh, Berkeley University in uh, California. Uh, she is um, uh, an advisor for Physicians for Human Rights, and uh, and uh, we are working together uh, with her and um, uh, Insight in Security, and as well another organization to uh, called IR IRCT, uh, International Rehabilitation uh, for uh, Victims of Torture, uh, to provide uh, workshops in uh, documenting those atrocities. Uh, you know, uh, by the local uh, doctors and, you know, uh, activists in, uh, on the field, uh, so that in the future, those uh, documentations, uh, you know, can be used for publications and as well as uh, for transitional justice. Uh, 
Um, uh, you know, the Sudanese people are not being attacked by a foreign army, just like what, what is happening now in, uh, in Ukraine. Uh, sadly enough, you know, the Sudanese people are, you know, attacked by their own military and security forces who, are, who have, you know, hijacked, you know, this revolution and are using their, you know, uh, guns are forced to, you know, um, uh, to control the country and to control its resources and um, to submit all Sudanese people and politicians to their, you know, rule of, you know, uh, of force. Um, you know, even hospitals have been tear gassed, you know, and uh, have been stormed by security forces. Uh, when those, uh, you know, uh, protests uh, are injured or, you know, they, they're taken, of course, to local hospitals to seek uh, medical attention, um, security forces would raid and storm those hospitals and actually, uh, you know, uh, take those protesters, uh, you know, to imprison them. And this is one of the, you know, hospitals uh, you can see this is Khartoum Hospital, and it has been tear gassed. And you can see the medical uh, and healthcare uh, providers uh, are just leaving the emergency room in, in, in the Khartoum Hospital. It's the, they're just calling them to uh, leave the emergency room, as you can see. This is just saying this is the entrance of the emergency room uh, for the for Khartoum Hospital. I'm going to show you another couple of videos. These are the uh, video uh, uh, footage from one of the hospitals. Um, it will, you know, show that the security forces are coming inside the emergency room to, you know. Uh, following those protesters who have been injured and uh, been taken to seek medical advice. You can see them, you know, coming in and looking for those uh, protesters. Uh, these are uh, atrocities are even against the Geneva, you know, um, you know, accord, uh, even in areas of war, you know, medical personnel are allowed to take care of, of, of injured, you know, people. Uh, but unfortunately, this, yes, this is not happening in Sudan. This is a way that they're trying to intimidate people, even uh, in the places where they should be, uh, where they should be feeling safe uh, to seek uh, refuge and medical treatment. The second video is showing the operating room in uh, Al Arba'in Hospital in Omdurman. Um, it's even been tear gas, and this is inside the operating room. This is one of the surgical attendings uh, in Al Arba'in Hospital. Um, these are three young, you know, um, uh, a medical student, a nurse, and a medical doctor who have lost their life in this revolution. Uh, the first one to lose his life was Dr. Babikir. Um, this was on one of the protests in Khartoum. Uh, those protesters uh, seeked refuge in one of the houses uh, in one of the neighborhoods in uh, in Khartoum, and he was, uh, you know, attending to their, you know, injuries and and to their, you know, um, and, and giving them medical attention. Uh, when the security forces, you know, followed them, you know, he 
bravely came out the house and told them that, you know, there are injured people inside the house and uh, they need to be transferred to a hospital. And they asked him, you know, if he was a physician. And he replied, yes, I am a physician. And right on the spot, he was shot in, in, the, in his head and he lost his life. Uh, the second uh, to lose his life was uh, Mahjoub Al-Taj. He's a medical student. Um, you know, there was a demonstration inside uh, the campus of the university. Uh, the security forces uh, raided the campus. Um, you know, he was trying to protect, you know, his uh, female colleagues from getting uh, beaten and, beaten and being abused. Uh, he was uh, ta taken to a, um, you know, to a truck and he was beaten and he died from intracranial hemorrhage. Uh, the last to lose her life was a nurse. Her name is Sittal Nifur Ahmed. Uh, she lost her life in uh, November 21, uh, while she was uh, as well attending to uh, those injured in peaceful protest in Sudan. Uh, this is uh, very, uh, you know, uh, disheartening. Uh, I want my young colleagues uh, who are, you know, here and uh, in the U.S. Uh, not to take uh, democracy and freedom for granted. Uh, there are people who are dying uh, and fight for this every day. Um, these are the counts of uh, those who lost their life and injured uh, since the military coup on the 25th of October. Uh, there are about 94 people who lost their life and more than 4,000 who, you know, who died. Uh, this data is presented by uh, Hadirin organization. Uh, in uh, this initiative is called Lastum Wahdakum, meaning, uh, you know, you're not alone. Uh, those who have, you know, uh, been injured during the, you know, revolution, uh, those families who have lost their loved ones, they're not alone. Uh, SAPA has been one of the major uh, donors to this uh, initiative. Uh, this pie, you know, graph is showing, you know, the different, um, you know, uh, tools that have been used by the security forces. 98% uh, of those who lost their lives are males, but 2% of those who, who died were, were, were females. Um, there are some who have uh, sustained uh, permanent injuries and uh, part of uh, what um, You're Not Alone uh, initiative is to help us uh, attend to their medical care. Uh, some of them require uh, medical care outside, you know, outside Sudan. So, you know, we have been funding this initiative to try to, um, you know, to uh, seek to their uh, medical care. Um, some of them have lost their eyes. Some of them have lost, you know, their limbs. Some of them are paralyzed. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of just serious uh, injuries uh, to those peaceful protesters. Um, Children as well have not, um, you know, been exempted from, you know, uh, those uh, brutal attacks. Uh, you know, uh, predominantly, you know, males have are are are, are the ones who are uh, getting the big hit, but females and and even children less than 18 uh, years of age has been injured during these demonstrations. Um, this is uh, um, uh, a histogram showing just the daily. Uh, protest uh, that has been ongoing before and throughout, uh, you know, the, uh, the last uh, few months since the military coup. Uh, these are the number of uh, 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 protesters who are getting injured uh, during each day of those uh, protests. Uh, it shows you that the uh, resilience of the Sudanese people and their determination to continue their seek for democracy and freedom is ongoing and it's still ongoing. Um, you know, the month of April, um, you know, there was a big demonstration in, 
commemoration of uh, a prior revolution on the 4th um, uh, on, on April 6. And this is the day as well when, um, you know, uh, dictator al-Bashir was, uh, was ousted uh, at the beginning of the revolution in 2019. Um, moving to uh, another major atrocity that has been committed by Omar al-Bashir and, um, you know, the military forces is the genocide that happened in Darfur, as well as uh, the Blue Nile and um, um, and the Nuba Mountains. Uh, there is uh, a lot of, uh, you know, refugee camps, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't have the exact number, uh, but the map shows that all those uh, triangle, blue triangles, these are different cam camps uh, around uh, Darfur. There are even camps crossing borders uh, to Chad and, and neighboring countries. And, um, uh, the, you know, the, the number of those displaced, uh, you know, uh, uh, Darfurians and, and Sudanese uh, people are uh, more than 4.5 million. Uh, a lot of uh, international help, you know, has uh, been provided, of course, to, to the refugee camps and the displaced, uh, but atrocities has been still ongoing, you know, despite, you know, uh, this revolution uh, and, and peace uh, accord that has been signed, uh, you know, th they have been getting uh, uh, daily protests you know, since since the uh, military coup, they have been tear gassed as well. Their um, medical uh, personnel have been detained. Uh, this is affecting hugely the you know medical and the community services that is being provided to the uh, you know to the people in the refugee and the displaced camps. Um, so. Um, you know, in summary, SAPA is, is, is uh, impacting uh, different aspects, uh, you know, in, uh, in Sudan, uh, including the medical services, uh, the infrastructure, you know, in terms of hospitals, training for, um, you know, uh, physicians, community uh, resistance groups who are leading uh, the revolution, um, as well as providing um, you know, uh, medical supplies and and, uh, and 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 trying to work in different uh, arenas uh, in the uh, in, in the different initiatives by the local organizations in in Sudan. Um, role of SAP and, and all other organizations, uh, you know, in the diaspora, uh, you know, uh, uh, focuses in coordinating and collaborating. Uh, together and bridging resources, um, you know, we're working hard in the advocacy side to um, uh, to highlight the human rights vi violations that are happening, to documenting them uh, together with our partners, uh, as I mentioned in, uh, you know, um, um, Insight in Security, IRCT, and uh, Dr. Rohina Har, uh, together with Hadreen and the uh, Sudanese doctors uh, for human rights in the United Kingdom. Um, uh, we provide, of course, medical uh, education um, um, throughout telemedicine and regular uh, video uh, sessions and uh, our pre-democracy pre uh, support, uh, you know, uh, on the advocacy side is ongoing as well. Um, you know, we think strongly that, you know, uh, partnership with individuals and organizations uh, of goodwill uh, and academic institutions uh, is is, um, is is key to our success. Um, you know, we're uh, we will work in intensifying our advocacy work, and uh, as I mentioned, uh, we have a database that is ongoing to document those atrocities um, to seek uh, transitional justice in the future. 
um, our um, uh, psychiatric chapter is uh, working to see if we can try to rehabilitate uh, the injured, uh, not just uh, physically, we're working on that with our different partners, but as well, uh, there is a lot of, uh, you know, mental health and post-traumatic stress disorders that have been affecting those who are injured, especially females and those who are victims of, of, of sexual abuse. Um, uh, our focus as well will continue on the provision of uh, healthcare supplies and medications, uh, and we have an ongoing project now to uh, to focus on the refugees and the displaced camps in Darfur uh, that is that is in progress. Um, we think academic and research institutions should rely on diaspora organizations to give insights into, into their research and what can be done uh, in terms of research projects in Sudan and how to help you know, Sudanese uh, refugees and displaced. Um, you know, we think donors should consider uh, strongly the diaspora NGOs and uh, how to fund those, uh, to, to fund their uh, programs. Um, uh, three projects that are, um, uh, coming up are, you know, children eye treatment project, which, uh, you know, will uh, benefit uh, close to 600 uh, children. Uh, the cost uh, is uh, close to 60K. Um, uh, we'll continue to support the underserved population. And uh, our plan is to um, uh, supply uh, Sinar State with an oxygen concentrator. This, is, this will be the second in the country, and it will serve uh, 1.9 million uh, people in the area. Uh, we have uh, an ongoing project to col collaborate with uh, Khartoum Breast Cancer uh, to support uh, free treatment for, um, you know, uh, close to 7K, um, you know, uh, ladies with, with uh, diagnosed breast cancer. And this uh, project will, uh, you know, uh, cost almost uh, 4,000K um, uh, uh, to do it. Uh, this is a summary video that I will leave you uh, with. Thank you very much for your attention. And, uh, you know, um, uh, to donate, uh, we have our uh, different um, donation uh, uh, sites here. And uh, I really appreciate your time and the opportunity uh, to uh, reflect on uh, the humanitarian crisis in Sudan and what uh, SAPA has been uh, uh, actively engaged on. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, Dr. Khidra and Dr. Amir, for the great uh, um, presentation that you gave us today. You definitely shed light to a lot of issues that people don't normally see, and because these issues can only be known 
if you are a frontline provider who's on the field and can see what's going on. And uh, it's definitely uh, a, a big issue uh, affecting our country. And uh, I've been one of the doctors practicing in Sudan uh, during these difficult times. And, and uh, but our, the SAPA is doing really great work to bring these issues to light. And this actually helped in stopping the atrocities from progressing further because the pressure from the international community have stopped these um, people from continuing these atrocities. So thank you very much for bringing these issues to light. And I uh, will leave the floor open for questions if any of the attendees have any question. Uh, you can type it in the chat or you can raise your hand and. Thank you for this talk, Dr. Daluk. Um, I was wondering, is there anything that I, as a graduate student at Hopkins could do to help push any of the goals forward. I, I don't have any like medical experience or anything of that sort, but maybe like research-wise or advocacy-wise, there's something I can do. That's a good question. Uh, thank you so much for, you know, the question and for joining us today. Uh, you know, SAPA had a youth uh, chapter and I think uh, getting engaged with SAPA in just the different projects and uh, of course, um, you know, you're very welcome to join us in the advocacy group. Uh, you know, um, we will uh, share with you uh, the different, um, you know, uh, projects that we're working on to, you know, reach out to policymakers, you know, uh, in, uh, in the United States uh, to try to highlight, you know, the, you know, what is happening, you know, in a daily basis in Sudan and to uh, reflect, you know, just uh, atrocities of what is going on and to see, you know, how uh, Congress and the U.S. administration can support. Uh, so, um, you know, uh, if you can send us your email, uh, you know, me and Amir will reach out to you and, uh, you know, be happy to uh, have you uh, join our teams. Thank you. For sure. Thank you. Amir, feel free if you have any comments. Got it. Thank um, you, Fajr. No, thank you. Uh, uh, I, I really don't have anything else. I think you, you covered everything. Um, thank you. And Sudan, Sudan has been plagued um, over, over the decades with, with various crises. We, we tried to highlight um, the ones that... Um, we, we identified and, and, and uh, are working to mitigate the effect uh, of the crisis on, on the population. But um, uh, yeah, honestly, there are uh, many more and uh, uh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll try to work um, and, and help in all fields that we can. Thanks, Amir. I think a major, you know, um, uh, thing that we would be working on is to collaborate with academic institutions like Hopkins and, you know, different institutions around the country. We strongly feel that 
um, you know, there is a lot of uh, a lot that can be done uh, through academic institutions, through research projects that can be funded uh, in the different, you know, public health, you know, uh, arenas, you know, for example, the flooding and the way to mitigate um, and plan ahead of time that, that, that needs a lot of uh, work uh, still, you know, with the Federal Ministry of Health, um, you know, um, a lot of the, you know, uh, children in those refugee camps and uh, displaced camps, um, uh, you know, we, we're, you know, working together in this initiative to try to see if uh, we can um, uh, support the local, you know, sort of uh, primary care clinics, you know, in these, uh, you know, uh, refugee camps, there is uh, more than 100 refugee camps, uh, if I'm correct. Um, and th there is a lot of work that needs to be done. And uh, if we don't combine efforts together, uh, those, uh, you know, victims and those uh, people who are a daily target of, uh, um, you know, the military and the different uh, militias, um, you know, uh, in Sudan together with, you know, other, of course, natural and, you know, causes like, you know, the floods and the COVID, uh, we, we won't be able to succeed. I think this is an appeal, you know, for everyone to join hands so that we can, you know, work together. Uh, thank you, Dr. Khudr. Uh, we have a question that came to us in the chat. Um, uh, in the lessons you have learned thus far, how do you advise countries and professionals abroad to, to get engaged in their respective home countries? Because um, unfortunately, these issues are plaguing a lot of African countries and impacting the public health and health in general of the population in these uh, countries. So if you can give us your insights. Thank you. Well, I, I think um, that's a very good question. And I think the key to this is just to stay engaged. You know, the key is just to stay engaged and to, you know, um, there is a lot of help in different aspects. You know, uh, it, it's a huge area and um, don't minimize what you can do. You know, every bit can help. And um, I think uh, getting organized is one, getting engaged is another and uh, being advocates for, you know, your countries in, in the U.S. You know, we're here in the U.S., we're in a country which is the beacon of democracy, um, and um, we, we can, uh, you know, uh, help by, you know, being the voice of our people, you know, here in the United States and wherever we are. Um, I think this is the key message that I have. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, that's true. Like democracy really is a blessing that you really don't feel it unless you don't have it, but it really affects how people life really progress. Like you, nothing can move forward without the existence of democracy. And uh, if I remember the code that uh, one of the, uh, that if, uh, if it was, if it was a Republic, if we can keep it, uh, even in here in the United States that tells you that um, without democracy, the nation can't move forward. That's right. So thank you very much uh, for joining us today. Uh, it had been a very informative session and um, we really enjoyed and learned a lot uh, today. And uh, we hope that we're gonna keep in touch and engage with SAPA in our future uh, 
projects and uh, see that we hope that everything will succeed and your projects will move forward. Thank you very much, Dr. Khidr, and thank you very much, Dr. Amir, for, for the amazing and wonderful presentation today. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much, and it's a pleasure being with you today. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Thanks, you. Andrew. Thank you for having us. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.